America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. For some football talk. This is from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and the coach Al Gross. We'll tackle the personal and unheard stories of the players, coaches, and fans. And we'll score with the stories and headlines from this week in college and pro football. Now, here's the coach, Al Gross, with Derek Kennard. Welcome from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and Coach Al Gross. This is Coach Al. Al Bubba Gross coming here to you live from Phoenix, Arizona, and we're here to present to you our very first show, and uh, we have a number of topics that we want to introduce to you today. We're going to cover some NFL topics, such as the uh, 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 Minnesota Vikings releasing uh, Randy Moss today, and we also want to discuss a few things about Brett Favre and uh, his issues with uh, getting hit on his scrape on the chin. Uh, you will have something to add to that, Mr. 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 Gross? Yeah, we're also going to touch on uh, some of the things going on down in Dallas. We know we got a lot of Cowboy fans. We're going to touch on some things in the, what's going on in the Bay Area with the quarterback play there. And we'll just tour around the league and talk about some of the things that are happening in the NFL, which is uh, uh, just a beautiful thing how much competition that the NFL has going on right now and how, how much parity. Of course, after our break, we'll come back also with some college football and topping the ranks of uh, the BCS right now, I believe, is Oregon. And we also have uh, uh, them playing, of course, our Trojans down there in Southern Cal that uh, that uh, they put it to us this week in the Pac-10. But uh, we're going to move on. We're going to move on. (laughs) (laughs) For you guys that don't know, Coach Kennard has a son playing for SC. And uh, he's a great uh, middle linebacker for the Trojans. And uh, he was at the game, so he'll be able to give us some tidbits on what he saw at the game, as well as uh, we'll touch on so many other things in the second half. But, Derek, let's, let's move to uh, what's going on in the, in the situation with Randy Moss and the, the whole thing of him being released today. What, give me your take on what happened. Well, you know, you have Randy, they played the game. He had a press conference right after the game, and he turned around and uh, said some awful nice things about Coach Bilicek. And, uh, of course, that didn't bode well with his current head coach down in Minnesota, Coach Childress. But, you know, what happens is when you rub people the wrong way like that, uh, uh, that, uh, that, that doesn't tend to mode well when you go on 
going to go back to your boss. Uh, but then he followed up with that with a situation of staying home with his family opposed to going home with the team. And uh, those two things coupled with them losing really made a bad situation for them to um, – make some decisions uh you know that that uh, stirred up some some controversy within the locker room and that uh at this point in time in the season i don't think the minnesota vikings needed that at the time but hey getting rid of a guy like a uh, randy moss a, a deep threat a uh, guy to get the ball to uh it, it speaks volumes that uh, they're trying to rectify that locker room by uh by getting rid of Mr. Moss. What are your take on it, sir? Well, I think, you know, from a business standpoint, you, you, you went out and you traded for Randy Moss. You know what you were getting from the from uh, when you when you went out and made the trade. You know, he's a he's a receiver. He's one of those diva receivers that uh, <laughs> they have a, a lot of quirks and you have to deal with him. I'll put him in the category with T.O. and Ocho Cinco that they have to have things a little bit tailored to them a little bit differently. Now, he didn't have very many problems at New England, but all of a sudden after three games, and you know yourself from losing breeds a lot of controversy that goes along with that. And so I, I still don't don't think that that was a wise decision for the Minnesota Vikings because you're having problems on offense already, moving the ball. You got a veteran quarterback and Adrian Peterson and Randy Moss gives you an opportunity to win. Now, Childress is having problems from what we hear from under the scenes with uh, Brett Favre and the play calling. So uh, it's just not a really a good situation. No, it isn't. You know, it's, uh, I don't want to beat a dead horse to death, but, you know, uh, I, I have no idea why they're not handing that ball to Adrian Peterson to, to get that ground and pound game going so they could open up some more of that that uh, play action passing that they, they could, they're capable of doing. Uh, you know, it, without the running game, it's just proven time and time again that without the running game, you, you, you're not going to win in the NFL. Well, you have a similar situation with that with your team in Dallas, uh, which a lot of people feel that they've gone away from the run a little bit too much, and and uh, they have a similar situation where they're not running the ball. Uh, talk about what you feel is going on with your former Super Bowl champion team in Dallas, as far as uh, them throwing the ball a lot and not doing the ground and pound. Well, of course, you take away as as a former offensive lineman. You know, you take away the aggressiveness of a, of a guy on the offensive side of the ball when you don't run the ball as often as they probably should. Now, they've gained over 300 yards this past weekend throwing the ball, but, you know, you got Barber back there. You got Jones back there. Exactly. You got some guys back there that are capable of breaking this thing wide open. Um, you got to have those guys line up and start knocking the snot out of somebody's nose and, and putting <laughs> some guys on their back. Now you take away the aggressiveness of the defense. Now you got them on their heels and you put some guys on their backs. Now I know you're a defensive guy and I and you don't like hearing those words come from a guy like me, but hey, that's my I thought about how we ground and pound from the old school days down in Dallas. Now, you know, you done had Dorsett and a whole bunch of other guys like Emmett and guys get to get it done down there. Without the running game, there is none. 
And, you know, I can agree with you on that as far as, uh, you know, when you get a running team and they're playing, they're running the ball effectively, that play action for safety becomes a big factor. And when you have the receivers like the Cowboys have, Miles Austin, uh, you have the, the the new young guy uh, from Oklahoma State, Des Bryant, yes, who Bryant, are game yes. breakers. Uh, you don't want to see three run, three runs, and all of a sudden a guy like that running by you. So uh, the, I think running the ball, you see the, the teams that consistently win, like Pittsburgh and some of the other teams, they run the ball and play good defense. Well, Coach, you also understand that when you do those three and outs by throwing on uh, so much, uh, throwing that ball so much, you, you can – Put your defense in a, in a peculiar situation of three and outs. When you do that to your defense and not hold the ball, uh, you, you're putting your defense in a really adverse situation, meaning they are spending a short time and getting their breath on the sideline. They're coming right back on the field with a three and out. Now, look at your defense. You make a, a great defense, very average or below average, when you putting them on their heels like that and not giving them the proper rest on the sideline. Now, they ain't, I ain't crying on nobody's shoulders because it's the Cowboys They've been on top for a lot of years, but you know, you got to put your your defense in a better situation. That's exactly right. And, you know, I take a team like uh, what's going on up in Cleveland right now, a team not really expected to do very much. But what uh, their coach, Eric Mangini, has done is they've committed to the run. They've played sound defense. And something else that a lot of people don't look at is when you play good special teams and you play good defense and run the ball, you become a physical team, you become a time and clock consuming team, and you don't have to throw the ball uh, 35, 40 times a game, and you put your quarterback in a position where he can do some some things to help the team instead of hurt the team in your offensive lineman. Like you said, they're not on their heels uh, taking the punishment, they're giving the punishment. And that's what I like about them Cleveland Browns. You know, they got that dog pound down there and you know, they got the, they have that workers man's mentality and us offensive linemen just enjoying love. But when it comes down to it, it yes, you, you, you do need to get that running game going and I enjoy watching them them Cleveland Browns get down like that. <laughs> yeah. Now Another controversial situation that happened yesterday, uh, DK, is the, is the Donovan McNabb benching at the end of the game. Uh, you got a starter who played for three, four quarters. He gets down to the last two minutes and he gets pulled out of the game. Uh, what's your thoughts on, on, on what happened in that uh, fourth quarter? Well, first of all, you kill a guy's confidence when you take him out like that. You know, the guy, this guy is, a, is a, has Hall of Fame type numbers, and he's uh, he's going to be a first ballot pick. Come on, man, why are you pulling this guy out of this uh, out of the lineup? And uh, I don't I don't understand the logic of put, of doing that. And uh, it sounds like we got to take a pause for the cause and, 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 and pay some bills around here. So let's let's uh, take that break, and we'll come back after the break with some college football and uh, keep this thing moving. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Are you ready for an old-school, in-your-face discussion of professional college and high school football? 
Tune in for talk on a variety of football-related topics on the program From Under the Helmet with your hosts, Derek Ennard and the coach, Al Gross. You will hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and their weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. It's more than a sports show. Tune in every Friday for End of the Bench with Tony Bowie. Tony knows and does it all. Whether it's sports, business, or politics, the discussion all comes to focus in one place. You'll hear from the personalities as well as the everyday people, each bringing their own perspective to the discussion. This is a weekly forum that you'll want to be a part of. End of the Bench with Tony Bowie airs live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck. A no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman. Foreman, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Ennard and the coach Al Gross. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or shoot us an email to dk7trey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. And we like to talk a little bit about some college football. And if we have some fans out there who are listening and you want to talk about what we just uh, covered in our pro football section, feel free to give us a call in. But we're going to talk about the number one team in the country, uh, the Oregon Ducks, and uh, the the performance they put on. You know, I'm a, I grew up on the West Coast, and, you know, we, we followed SC growing up uh, from Northern California in Stockton. And uh, it looks like there's been a, a a changing of the guard when you take last year. Them finally getting over the hump and uh, overtaking the the, uh, the winning the Pac-10 championship last year. And this year, with Pete Carroll leaving and Lane Kiffin coming in, we saw uh, a, a well-coached Oregon football team play a proud SC uh, school. And uh, I just want you were at the game, DK, and uh, I just want to get your perspective on what you saw out there uh, on Saturday night. Well, of course, you know they have a very talented ball club uh, from top to bottom. Uh, you know that uh, that running back, uh, Mr. James. Oh my goodness, this, this guy just can do some some uh, tremendously quick and fast. 
uh, I've never seen anybody could stop and go as fast as he can go. Just uh, the last time I seen a guy like that, his name was Barry Sanders. And uh, I, I'm a guy that like to when I'm when I'm on uh, the defense is out on the field. I like to sit on the bench and and relax and get my wins so I can get ready to play. But this guy I wanted to see play just like uh, James did this weekend. Now this kid, um, you know, he he running back kicks and punts and and running the ball right out the backfield. You know what was interesting about this ball game is that uh, uh, from the USC defensive side of the ball, they was doing that that that, that pro. Style Tampa two defense that I can't stand unless you got some help out there on them corners. You know it, it. It really, it really puts them at a disadvantage doing that. I didn't like it, but it went well uh, for Oregon to do so. Yeah, and you know um, that 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 cover two defense is really uh, an effective Tampa two is effective in the program when you have a tight end and traditionally two backs. But this this pro this college game is going to the spread offense. It's a lot of speed. They're attacking the corners of the defense, and it really doesn't translate into stopping a, a team like Oregon. Now, moving right along, we also want to stay in the Pac-10, and let's talk about we got the my Arizona Wildcats, who also have one loss in the conference, and they're challenging, along with Oregon State, and we also have uh, Stanford, who's in the running. And what I like about it is that this time of year, we have a lot of teams from the Pac-10 and out west that are challenging teams like Auburn and the SEC, uh, Ohio State, and the traditional schools that get there. And not only that, we have TCU and Boise State as major factors in this BCS equation. And I want to know, uh, uh, they're, in, they're in the same conference with, with the Nevada Reno Wolfpack where you went to school, DK. Give me your, your, your view on how this whole BCS picture is, 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 is turning out. Well, you know, I, I knew you couldn't resist mentioning those Arizona Wildcats since you're a Wildcat yourself. Got to plug the cats. Got to plug <laughs> But, the you cats. know, the Wildcats are playing some really good football down there, and I like the way their defense is really showing up and the offense is starting to come around uh, with foals back there. But um, as the BCS is taking shape, you can't. You got to stop ignoring Boise State. Boise State is putting up some really good numbers. They their, their competition is, uh, is 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 stiff. Uh, they're doing very well in the, in the BCS standings, but they just will not give that team the number one spot because they the, of course the the Pac-10 is so so competitive this year and uh, with so many other teams in the Pac-10 within uh, in the top 25, and uh, I just. I just don't see how they're going to keep uh, uh, Boise out of there other than one of them SEC teams coming up from the rear uh, to, to uh, like Alabama or Auburn coming up in there. And that, now that's when it becomes interesting. Yeah, I think that uh, you know we've been uh, we've been going over the the fact that we need a playoff system in football. Uh, I'm one of those that believe that we should take the top eight teams and have a, a playoff just like we do in pro football. It doesn't make the I don't buy the the NCAA's excuse that they're student athletes and they need to study or whatever reason that they give because we're doing it in basketball, we're doing it in baseball, we're doing it in all the major sports, hockey 
and everything else, but it really boils down to the money, and they want to keep a thousand bowl games in place. And if we break it up, I think that they're, they're worried about the traditional bowl games going on going away. But uh, as you mentioned, Boise State cannot be ignored because they've been a strong program from the time that they beat Oklahoma, and. Uh, you know, you know, and uh, you know, SCC. We can't deny that they play a, a good, talented schedule. Uh, but uh, uh, that BCS system, uh, I think, needs to be scrapped, and we should go to uh, a playoff system. I agree with you in that playoff system. That that is something that's long overdue. Should have been doing this a long time ago. But you know, we got some old hats in, in, involved with the NCAA and, and and the sanctions. But what happens is this: uh, all these in, in, NCAA rules and regulations. It's it is so so out of whack. We need to get a handle on this thing and maybe start paying some players and and and, and helping these teams out. Where well, listen, they make enough money. They make enough money with uh, with with all these teams going to. Uh, uh, Big programs such as Ohio State and USC, and, and you playing these games just on the games merely alone, they make enough money to, to start handling things such as that. Now, going to the playoff system, that helps. That helps with with uh, the, the ranking system. This eliminates all this hoopla about right. why why doesn't Boise State belong? Now you put that playoff system in, this shuts up everybody. That's right, that's right. I think it's going to shut up uh, all the, all the critics. You take the polls polls and opinions out of it, <laughs> and then we look at the fact that the, the 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 majority of the population is in the eastern part of the United States. We 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 uh, have a lot of those people who are in bed by the time that. Uh, the evening West Coast games are coming, you know, being played, so they don't get a chance to see a lot of the games the same way. But it's a very interesting situation, uh, uh, this playoff system uh, versus the BCS uh, rankings, uh, which was their their attempt to get uh, the best team in the country. But uh, I think we should go to something else. Now let's talk about uh, – uh, um, the call-in number. Uh, if you have some some opinions, if you have some uh, comments on what we're doing, the number is 888-346-9144. But in the meantime, DK, let's talk about what's going on with uh, the, the, the Cardinals uh, here in town. And let's talk about what's going on with the Raiders and 49ers back in <laughs> Northern California. And about what you see going on uh, with the quarterback situations in those three places. Well, first of all, right here in town, in, in here in Phoenix, Arizona, we have a situation with uh, Max Hall and and D. Anderson. Uh, you know, well, my thoughts is we shouldn't have never let go of line art. We shouldn't have never let the guy go. But you know, we're stuck with uh, Max Hall and uh, D. Anderson, and sometimes you have to call it like it is. Like when I say call it like it is, uh, sir, when guys come into the league, you got a X amount of years when you start to form who you are. Now, I thought that Anderson formed who he was right when he came, um, right when he, after he came into the league, after his second or third year in as a backup player. 
Now, he never broke the lineup, has yet to do so, and now he had an opportunity and, 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 and was given another opportunity this past weekend. And like I said, you are what we thought you were. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, listen. When I say that, minute, I, he, he turned around and drove the ball downfield and turned it over. Now, he, the guy is long <laughs> and rangy and tall. And got a, he got a really strong arm. I admire him for that. But, man, he's got to stop turning the ball over. And then you turn around and look at the alternative. You just snatched out your other alternative with, with Max Hall. <laughs> Come on, now. We... we what happened? Well, what happened when we got rid of Liner? We, you know, well, you know, the report in also on Liner is he was more, more worried about what was going on and that the Grammys and the, and the, the United Music Awards and the the, the 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 Oscars and he was more into that scene than he was football. So I think they made the move on that one. Plus, he almost got Larry Fitzgerald killed over the middle and that though with lobbing the ball. I'm not a Matt Liner fan. I think you ought to be 100% football when you're a football player. And the reports are that he wasn't he wasn't such. But let's move to the let's move to the Bay Area teams. Let's talk about the 49ers and Raiders. Uh, let's talk about the <laughs> surprising play of the Raiders, who are now four and four. Uh, they went out and got. Jason Campbell. They have Gradkowski. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right uh, to kind of shore up that that quarterback situation. It seems to be they're playing very well. What, what do you think about that? Yes, they are playing very well, and uh, you know that that uh, division is up for grabs right now. And and you got you got to take a look at Kansas City. They you know Kansas City playing some good ball as well. But I am so uh, proud of them, Oakland Raiders, uh, showing up and, and playing well. It's, it's about time they start seeing some of the some of these number one draft picks start to play, and 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 they're starting to 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 show a little character. And I'm uh, I'm so happy that they're finally getting starting to come together. Now now they got to they got to hold it together. Not get uh, don't get too high with your highs, and don't get too <laughs> low game, with your lows. Game and, eight, it's only game eight. <laughs> They gotta keep keep it keep it going though. They they really need to uh, stay well grounded. Hey, listen. Well, let's talk about the Forty Nineers real quick. The Forty Nineers are are one that won this week over in uh, London, and we're gonna pull for Mike Singletary to pull it together because he's an old school coach. But we're gonna pause right now, and we're gonna bring it back to uh, come back for the last section of our show. Be feel free to call in at 888-346-9144. We want to hear your thoughts. Come From back. Under the Helm. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Are you ready for an old school in-your-face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football-related topics on the program From Under the Helmet with your hosts, Derek Ennard and the coach, Al Gross. You will hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and their weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Don't miss the show that gives you exclusive access to your favorite pro athletes off the field and in our communities. Join host Nick Murphy for Heroes Radio. 
Hear it directly from the source as we take you behind the scenes with your favorite stars. It's sports, community, entertainment, and fun. And it's all part of Heroes Radio. Tune in Friday afternoons at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, only on the Voice America Sports Channel. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Never be satisfied. Let that be a lesson you take away from Double Time with Double D, featuring businessman and former NFL star Dave Duerson. We'll talk about the NFL with special focuses on the game itself, and Double D will take your calls and answer your emails live on the show. It's not Football 101, but rather an in-depth look in the locker room, on the field, away from the field, and opening up the mind of the player. The program will also feature positive messages. So tune in to Double Time with Double D, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a School to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Ennard and the coach Al Gross. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1 888 346 9144. 1 888 or shoot us an email to dk7trey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Under the From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and Al Bubba Gross. Um, feel free to call in here at uh, 888-346-9144. Once again, that is 888-346-9144. From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and Al Gross. Hey, Al, what do you got for us on the on, on the menu for us today? Well, right now we're going to talk about the advantages and disadvantages of when you have uh, a good quarterback as opposed to when you have a struggling quarterback. We see a lot of teams, their hopes and dreams for playoffs are, are sinking and swimming right now because of the quarterback position. And we want to start off first talking about Brett Favre, and whether or not I, I want to know whether or not you being an offensive guy, you being on the offensive line for over ten years in the NFL, and you you s- snap the ball mm-hmm. to Troy Aikman and some of the greats uh, during your time. What is uh, what do you think is going to happen with Brett Favre? He's got a banged up elbow, uh, sh- uh, fra- fractures in his ankle, and he just took a nice, good under the under the chin hit this past Saturday, Sunday. Uh, what, what do you think? What, what do you think is going to happen with Brett Favre here on the rest of the way? Well, I think. Uh Brett Favre got some hard decisions to make, uh, meaning he, when you're putting 
you're putting your uh, offense and your team in jeopardy of possibly losing some ball games. You may want to pull back and get yourself healthy for a game or two and get a healthy Brett Favre back out on the field opposed to this this beat-up um, old man out there on the field. Now, granted, I, I, you know, my hat goes off to this, this future Hall of Famer. He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, I'm sure. But at this point in time, he's banged up, and uh, um, I believe he's hurting his ball club. And, you know, it, it, this uh, hit on the chin, it didn't help any. But you want to talk about some leadership. He, he commands leadership within his huddle. I respect him for that. And I respect him for his toughness. And this is where all that toughness that you see him going through right now, that is really helping him with his teammates uh, 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 rally around him and to, to, to really block for the man and protect the guy. But, you know, this is the NFL not for long, and them guys on the other side of the ball getting paid too, and they bringing it. And they mixing some things up on him. They going to bring it all day. Now, you know better than I how you going to come with some different blitz packages and schemes to get to that quarterback because you, you shut down the quarterback. Hey. You can change the outcome of a game. Come on now. Oh yeah, on defense, uh, you know we're gonna we would be thinking right now we're playing Minnesota next week. There's no Randy Moss no more, so you don't have to worry about the deep threat. Uh, we would be stop, worried about stopping Adrian Peterson and just and going after Brett Favre. Uh, you know it's unfortunate that uh, there, there's no nobody guess nobody takes. Uh, out, they don't slow up because he's older. They're going to just uh, keep teeing off on him. Now, we want to also move and, and, and talk about this. What happens, I want to know from your perspective, what happens when a, a quarterback throws an interception and you're out there blocking and he makes one of those throws <laughs> where they just throws it right into the hands of the other guy? What goes through your mind at that time? I want to know with, how you feel about that. Well, first of all, I need – the first thing that goes through my mind is to stop this guy from getting a touchdown. You're not getting the pick six, not with me on the field. <laughs> but <clears throat> I, I got Dion one time. He tried to shake me down, but I had the sideline as my next man. So he tried to shake me down. I grabbed a shoelace. So you're he, talking about primetime Dion Sanders? Primetime Dion. <laughs> he almost got me up in the Superdome. But listen, when you get a guy that's running back a uh, a, a, a intercept, you want to get this guy closer to the sideline as you can and use that sideline as your friend. Now, and you keep your eyes on that belly button because a guy like you just trying to shake me down, but I'm not, I'm not going for the okie doke. First of all, got to make the tackle, get the guy down. If not, be careful from getting ear holed because I know how you defensive players are. And you guys try to ear hold some fellas that uh, that's just about to make that tackle. <laughs> so uh, that's those are my thoughts: is one not to get ear hold, and two to get the guy down on the ground, and it's not a pick six, so we can save save a touchdown. That's my thoughts. What you yeah, got on that? Well, on the defense, and then what we think about on the defense is, oh, man, here we go again. We got to get our back out on the field. Uh, but we have to stand. You have to stand behind your quarterback. But when it continues to happen over and over again, like we see in certain certain situations where, uh, like, say, for instance, when we had the San Francisco 49ers, a lot of tip balls, just some seems like bad luck uh, seems to follow uh, Alex Smith and some of the balls that were tipped. After a while, 
uh, you, you you're hoping that the coach is going to make a, this, a, a coaching change. Now flip it on the other Wait side. Wait a minute. Now hold on. Now you got to hold on. Talking about you hoping the coach makes a change. It's not always just the quarterback's fault. There's there's ten other guys that got to do their job. Meaning the offensive line's got to get their blocks. You got to have your receivers make the uh, make the right reads and run the right routes. It's not always the quarterback's fault. It's a combination of a few people uh, that may have missed the assignment and or missed a block and um, he's misrunning a route. He, 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 listen, you got a guy here that just tipped the ball. He didn't catch the ball. See, now you got to catch that when he touched your hands. I, I was always told if you touch your hands, you better catch it. You should have caught it because by the time you get hit in the mouth with like a guy like you, hey, you, you wish you should have caught it. <laughs> well, you got a point there. But when the guy continuously throws the ball off target, and the okay. receiver's stretching out. It tips off over the middle. The guy picks it off like we see sometimes. Uh, 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 you know, we have uh, certain guys who just are inaccurate, inaccurate throwers. And I think that's what sets the Peyton Manny's, the Tom Brady's, the greats like Joe Montana, Dan Marino, Elway, is that they put the ball on target, and you very rarely see those tip balls because they're so accurate. Well, you know what? I appreciate your candidness about these quarterbacks and how and how uh, how you putting putting wigs on pigs and making them jig. But I tell you what, <laughs> <laughs> I, I got Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman is throwing to guys like Alvin Harper and and Michael Irvin, and, and you know. Troy threw some balls that was virtually impossible for some folks to go up there and get. Now, he wasn't always on target. I've seen seen Michael make some miraculous catches. Now, it's got a whole lot of want to. So you got to have a whole lot of want to inside your chest. If you want that ball, you got to think it's your ball. Now, you got a guy like Alvin Harper jump out the gym. He don't care how high you throw it. He going up there to get it because he got them type of hops. That's why they call him Hop. We didn't see much much of Alvin Harper after he left Dallas, but boy, we we sure missed him down there. But when he went down to Tampa, he uh, I'm chasing ice cream trucks again. You got to reel me back in. <laughs> <laughs> but back back to Troy Aikman. He it wasn't always on target to throwing the ball. He he had some guys that had the ability to go and get that ball, whether it was overthrown or it was thrown behind him. I see guys uh, nowadays, the ball isn't right there on target. He won't even lay out for the ball. Now, that's where I say it, it's, got, it's a whole lot of want to inside that, that chest of some of the people that you, you, uh, you mentioned. Uh, that's throwing that ball out there to these receivers. Yeah, that was a great uh, uh, team you were on with those Cowboys and when they had Irvin and those guys and Novacek and whatnot. Uh, and then we and then we fast forward to these guys uh, today. We had uh, uh, Sunday. We saw T.O. give up on a couple of plays. Uh, uh, you know, when he's out there supposed to lay out and, and put it on the line, we got guys nowadays that won't lay it on the line like they did back in the day, like my boys Webster Slaughter, uh, John Stallworth, and those guys from back in the day. Tell me, a, t- give me your take on how the player, or if you feel like the player has changed as far as the heart goes from maybe back in the 80s and 90s as opposed to the guys that are out there today. 
Well, I think some of those guys that are out there today are making some business decisions. They're really not uh, laying out and, and, and going after some, 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 some of the balls I talked to you about that, that is not on target. And, yeah, I think it's soft. I think uh, they probably soft. Been, well, you've been hitting that. You've been hitting the mouth a few times and got your got your. Uh, you have your your snot bubbled and, and you know about getting your snot bubbled. You ever seen some bodily fluid leave a man's nose? <laughs> boy, it's a great feeling. Uh, <laughs> boy, it's a great feeling if you haven't experienced that. I don't know where you can go to get that, but I tell you what. With two minutes left in this in this thing, big fella, I can tell you this. Guys are making some business decisions on not to reach out and lay out for them balls because they don't want to take that hit. Now, uh, you, you've been on the other end of those hits, and it brings us right into helmet-to-helmet contact. Well, you know, they have no reason not to lay out now. Back in uh, back in our man, when I was playing, um, you know, there was no such thing as helmet to helmet contact. You know, and I think maybe that's why I got the nickname the Arizona Hitman back at that time. But now, there's no reason not to lay out for the ball because the rules are there to protect the guys. So yeah. if you get hit, I mean, you might be missing it. You might miss a game check now for making the wrong kind of you know the wrong hit on a guy. And you might get fined. So uh, those are the things, reasons why I say, you know, maybe they were a little bit tougher back in the day than they are now. Receivers and a guy like T.O., you know, on one hand, he makes a lot of good catches. But then on the other hand, he won't lay out. No, he won't. Then, you know, we have Harrison. That's uh, He may be suspended because he lay, had a helmet-to-helmet uh, that was controversial here at the, at the end of that ball game last night against the Saints. That they lost. Hey, call in at 888-346-9144 from Under the Helmet, Big Fella. All right. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports joe cribs no average joe is here for you the fan to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports we'll discuss not only the headliners but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today it's a forum for the sports fan hosted by joe cribs a three-time pro bowler with the buffalo bills joe is a 10-year pro football veteran a former southeastern conference most valuable player and a member of the alabama sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Entrepreneurial Insights is your weekly excursion into the world of business ownership. Presented by Sunbelt Business Brokers, the leading business brokerage and intermediary firm in the world, Entrepreneurial Insights will examine critical issues that impact both existing and prospective business owners. If you own or want to own a small business, listen for Entrepreneurial Insights with John Davies, Pino Boccinello, and Matt Ottaway. Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
Are you ready for an old school in your face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football related topics on the program from under the helmet with your hosts, Derek Ennard and the coach, Al Gross. You will hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and their weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. It's football, pop culture, and everything in between. Get ready for the game plan with Anthony Heron, a.k.a. Big Ant. Anthony has a background in college and professional football and brings the player, coach, and broadcaster perspective to this weekly roundup of the top sports news and events. Big Ant wants to hear from you, too. Tune in to the game plan with Anthony Heron every Tuesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific time on the Voice America Sports Channel. It's game time. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Ennard and the coach, Al Gross. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back from Under the Helmet with Derek Ennard and coach Al Bubba Gross. Well, we are uh, towards the end of the show, and we want to touch on some subject matters that uh, leads right into our Monday night football game we have here tonight uh, with the Indianapolis Colts and uh, Houston, Texas. Uh, you know, some people say that uh, in the state of Texas that uh, Houston is the king of Texas right now, and right now I don't have anything to say about that, so I'm going to close my mouth and uh, uh, let you lead right on into this one, Big Fellow. Well, it's hard to dispute that, but the, the way that the, the Cowboys have been playing and the way that the Houston Texans. I think this game is, uh, is a very uh, uh, telling game on that division, the AFC South, of whether the the Houston Texans can re- unseat uh, the Indianapolis Colts. They're going up to Indianapolis. Uh, they beat the Colts, I mean, down in uh, Houston the first game in a very good ex- and exciting game. And now if they can go in to hostile territory up in Peyton Manning's own backyard and they come out of there with a win, I got to believe that, number one, uh, we're going to be looking at the Houston Texans as a Super Bowl contender in the AFC. And number two, we're going to look at uh, looking at Matt Schaub and some of the other people on that football team as being MVP candidates and all pros and uh, and things like that because they've been playing good football on both sides of the ball. Yes, they have. They have been playing excellent football down there in Texas and in Houston, to be exact. I mean, you know, what's uh, what's the key about this game is that a lot of injuries have occurred with the Indianapolis Colts, and we are going to have to 
when I say we, I'm talking about Houston. Uh, Houston's going to have to really, really uh, not turn the ball over. Now, it's a big thing, turning the ball over. You know, the, the turnover ratio. you got to keep those turnover ratios down if you want to play a, a solid, efficient team such as the Indianapolis Colts. They will capitalize on some of your mistakes, so they cannot put the ball on the ground down there in Houston this weekend. Uh, well, tonight, it's going to be, be kicking off here very shortly, big fellow. That's right. Yeah, and then on the other side of the ball, you got uh, one of your greatest all-time quarterbacks. I got to give him. I got to put him in the top five of all time. I'm going to go that far and say that Peyton Manning. When you look at his accomplishments, you look at the fact that their their organization is smart enough to know that they got that type of quarterback and to keep the offensive lineman in front of him to protect him to allow him to do what what he's able to do. Uh, you always have a chance to win uh, when you have a guy like Peyton Manning. So the key matchups this week are going to be, uh, is Peyton Manning going to be able to, to to sit back there and, and take his time? And, and are they going to allow him to pick the part, the Houston Texans secondary? Or, or, or will they be able to put pressure on him, which we've seen in certain games uh, have happened, and take him out of his rhythm a little bit? I think it goes right back to that uh, Indianapolis Colts running game. If Adai is not healthy enough to play, I know he's been injured quite, a, quite often here this season, and he's been nicked up here and there. If you don't get this guy to run the ball, it, you're going to put uh, Peyton Manning at a disadvantage. Why? These boys bring it. You know, the Houston Texans, they're bringing that, that cushion boy, that, that cushion out of uh, USC from them Trojans. Boy, he bringing some major heat up in there. And, and, uh, and he also covers well for, for, for a big linebacker. But, you know, if that running game doesn't happen tonight, and you can look for a, a, a long night. For the Indianapolis Colts, because I don't think he's going to get it done. Uh, he's not going to get it done tonight, big fellow. That's right. And then on the other side of the ball, you have Matt Schaub and Andre Johnson, who are two of the top uh, pass and catch tandems in the NFL over the last three or four years. And to also add to that, they have a running back uh, uh, that they just found. I believe his name is Foster. And this guy has come in. It looks like he's unseated uh, the back that they drafted in the first round out of West Virginia. Uh, Steve Slayton, first or second round, Steve Slayton, he's put him on the bench. And this guy's it looks like an all-pro runner, and he's had some uh, some outstanding games. So they got a balanced attack uh, on offense. They can score a lot of points. A lot of teams can't score with Indianapolis, but what they bring to the table is they can score with Indianapolis, and they do play some really, really good defense with Mario Williams, uh, the big fella, first choice uh, in the NFL draft a few years ago. He's been doing well, too. Well, you know, you leading right into that uh, Indianapolis Colts defense. Um, when you got Mathis out there on that on them on them edges, bringing it like he does, oh my goodness! It, you know they they put a lot of off uh, a lot of pressure on that quarterback when they bring it off them edges right there. And uh, you got Freeney, you got Freeney that's bringing it from the other side. But you know, you mentioned again about Foster, the running back that's running the ball extremely well. What happens is to that. 
passing attack becomes very minimum when you start doing the pound and ground and you start <laughs> bubbling some snots down up in them <laughs> trenches. And see, that changes the game. Now they own their heels, and now you're bringing out the aggressiveness of, of the offensive linemen and allowing them to put some of them some of them speed rushes on the edges. You're able to put some of them on their backs and uh, put them on their heels and allow that tremendous offense to be balanced and be with the attack as well as the pass. And I, 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 you know, if you look at this and you want to pick and choose, tell me who you picking for the win on this game tonight. Who is your who is your pick six on this one? Baby? I'm looking for the Houston Texans to unseat the Indianapolis Colts and go into Indianapolis and win that football game on the road in the dome. I'm looking for any, uh, Houston to take the next step. Well, listen, you know, you and I very seldom agree on anything. I so, know you right. being from Madison and me being from Franklin. <laughs> so I'm going to let you know right now. I agree with you on this. Oh, uh, I agree with you on uh, Houston. I'm picking Houston tonight to win this ball game in Indianapolis, uh, which is going to be a hostile environment. But. I believe that's going to be will before skill and uh, it's going to take place tonight with the uh, Houston Texans uh, sticking it to them. What do you feel about uh, what do you feel about that? I agree. You know, I agree. And, you know, we're on a break away from football right now and, and, and go into the fact that we are both uh, from Stockton, California, and it is a, it is a beautiful thing to be doing the first show with you, DK, and uh, uh, from under the helmet. Uh, who'd have thought that when we were playing as little kids back in Stockton, uh, playing Pop Warner with the Vikings in the in the East Lions, that we would turn out and be on the radio uh, on national radio, and you know, it's just been yeah. a, a wonderful thing. Yeah, man, I, and I like. I'm glad that you said that because you got that Hitman Sports, and I'm working with that Blueprint Education. We got some wonderful things going on here in the Valley, and uh, stay tuned for next week's show. We're gonna have a ball. Yes, we will. We want to thank you all for listening, and we'll see you right next next week from Under the Helmet. Yes, sir. Thanks for joining us for From Under the Helmet. Derek Kennard and the Coach Al Gross will be back next Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel for another look at college and pro football from under the helmet. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.